0: On this episode of the A.I.E. Podcast.
1: Finally, finally, we have a patch date.
2: And we are just shocked at what is going on in our
0: <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV is making it rain. Log in, get stuff for free. And to celebrate Father's Day, I'm making these two podcasts. <laughs> Oh wait, that's that's music, and I just—I'm yeah. the worst co-host ever. <laughs> <laughs> All that and more coming up right now.
2: Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE podcast.
0: Welcome to episode 369 of the podcast celebrating you, the elite Octa-esque gaming community, the Pi Die Hotspin Podcast. I am McCullough, and you can tell that I play a rogue in a lot of games because I just told my co-host line, and I do apologize. Uh, to my left is Tetsumi.
1: I'm going to have to break out all my wild WoW spreadsheets, aren't I?
0: Ooh! Those have not seen the action in a long time. Nope. And to our to our... Right over a few states, over a little bit is Mio
2: I could put away my Final Fantasy rating spreadsheets for a little while.
0: Oh, ooh, Drops. excellent! Oh. All right, and this week uh, we're doing a, co- a host show because why not? Uh, welcome chat room listeners and to my fabulous co-hosts. I want to wish both of you a happy Father's Day and I want to thank you for being here with me instead of running around after your own kids, <laughs> which you both spend a lot of time doing actually, so. Yes.
1: Accurate. Very thank much you. So. <sighs>
0: All right, so we're going to chat about what we've been doing in and out of game. Ted has a discussion topic, um, but first, you, you want to go over this week's news? Work for you guys? Absolutely. We have some news.
2: A I E News.
0: In uh, streaming and guild podcast news, we have some information about a podcast that's at least new to us, and I'm really excited about it. It is the uh, Boards and Sword podcast, um, and they can be found on their own website, which is uh, Boards and Swords. Dot com. Uh, episodes 173. Um episodes one seventy three. This is a podcast about bad jokes and board games. They talk about how people are going crazy for Pokemon cards still. Um, companies that companies not going to Gen Con this year, and and about the co op board ge- or card game The Crew. And in Boards and Swords one seventy four, they talk about the upcoming um, ma- Wow Marvel RPG tabletop. Oh, I put that word in there. Uh, new product model for the Arkham Horror card game, ticket-to-ride logic puzzle, and more. Um, head over to uh, boardsandsword.com and find the shows under the podcast link.
2: And for those of us at home, what's their link to
0: us? Um, I am just... Set.
2: I think
1: they are helping in the um, board game on Thursdays
0: awesome oh,
2: neat i figured it was something like that yeah
0: yes yes but they did send us some, some some submissions about their podcast and i have never heard of this one before and i think this sounds like it is right up my alley
2: it's an interesting name too i mean i know it's normally sword and board but the fact that they still got boards and swords is pretty cool
0: yeah yeah that really is that really is All right, and in Working Class Nerds, episode one hundred and nine, uplink to twenty forty two, Nick and Marcus are joined by Sage, the host of the Uplink podcast. Uh, This up Uplink podcast focuses on Star Wars video games. Well, that seems right up their alley. Uh, They talk about the podcast and the hype for Battlefield twenty forty two. You can find the Uplink podcast on YouTube. Uh, there's a link in the show notes, or search for the UpLink podcast. They're also on cl- SoundCloud under the same name. In episode 110, deploy the garrison. Excuse me. Um, sorry about that, guys. Ah, <clears throat> uh, the guys are joined by Director uh, Chronic. Director Chronic is a Twitch partner and just started the best stream team in all the galaxy. The garrison together they do a deep dive in all the story behind the garrison you can find director chronic at twitch tv director chronic you can deploy the garrison at twitch tv um team slash the garrison
1: and in new overlords sotor escape podcast we had Escape Podcast 384, Space on Rails, Old School Space Missions, a.k.a. What SEMA Does in Space. SEMA enlightens us on space missions, tips, tricks, and rewards, as well as gear. And in Podcast 385, Total Galactic War 2 uh, they talk about... They uh this podcast came out in the middle of a total another total galactic war and they talk about the refined guild strategy and a bunch of updated conquest tips and we will see what happened in our surtor news with the total galactic war. Excellent. And- Fleet Action Reports for Star Trek Online, episode 47, Klingon House United. Uh, It starts a new season, Klingon House United, and Fleet Action Report is here to bring the new information. Nicodice and Griebog are back covering all the various information that is dropped in the new season from new TFOs, missions, and patrols, and how they are part of the new event. And in episode 48, Plasma, Besides, In Your Giant Displays. Nicodas and grebarger back with another episode of Fleet Action Report talking about Star Trek Online. They go into the current events in-game and all the details about what you should look for in a plasma build. Next week, they will be covering more TFOs.
2: Alrighty, over in Nomads News, the AIE Board Gaming Group is meeting on the first and third Thursdays of each month. So the next gaming uh, session will be this Thursday, June. Oh, no. Actually, it'll be because oh, this was old news. No, so... yep.
1: sorry. It will it be the t- first of oh, yeah. July.
2: Yes. What is so
0: the... time? Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. I, know. I read
0: that yeah. the... and it, it, it seemed perfectly normal to me.
2: Yep. Yeah. So July 1st, um, go ahead, and put that in there, yep. um, is when we do the next one. So if you're interested, look for that. Uh, they currently—that uh, was this was the plan for last time. They were going to do play Tzulkin, a Mayan-themed worker placement game with the gear mechanism, which is dynamically determines what workers can do. Okay. Um, uh, people are still in and out to so this, pretty much cover the activities uh, specific to AIE participation in Diablo 3 and Destiny Two every week at this point. However, if you want something that may put that notion of trying these games again into people's heads, here's a bullet point for each. So. Over in Division Two, uh, season six is live. Um, there's a callback call to the old season three content if you still haven't completed it. And um, in the aforementioned Diablo Three, uh, season twenty-four is around the corner. They're testing it on the PTR. It's probably going to be live or is it already going to be live. I forget. It's um, still, like and, it
1: going to go live. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah, still still being tested. Um, and it'll introduce a new weapon uh, type called ethereals which curious. They're going to like pick up those marketing dudes and <laughs> exactly. I guess. Oh, no. they're not very physical so they wouldn't really make a really good weapon voting, you know whatever um, we have some details um, in the show notes if you want to go click on that and of course we have Diablo 2 it's not really remastered or reloaded no it's resurrected uh, it'll be launching on September 23rd uh, early access to the open beta signups are at the Diablo 2 site on blizzard.com uh, looking forward to that
0: Awesome. All right. In in new braid news, uh, there will be a raid this upcoming weekend, but there will not be one on July 3rd or July 10th. Um, And the big news when it comes to WoW, Change of uh, Dominion Patch 9.1 will be coming out on June 29th. Too many changes, updates to list, but a couple of things to highlight. There'll be a new land area to explore, flying available Mm -hmm. in the 2nd or Third week after the patch for just doing your covenant story, a new raid, a new mega dungeon, a new reap grabbed Torghast, as well as you'll be able to ride your mount in the Maw. Now, I know that the two of you have kind of been a little burnt out with WoW right now, so what is it, what is tweaking your interest when it comes to the, this patch news? Go ahead, Mia. You, you go first.
2: Um, I mean... Nothing actually nothing. Okay. <laughs> um i i I'm, I'm honestly waiting um just mm-hmm. to see if there' there's nothing that's like really gripping they're like the the raid maybe that that's probably it, but like everything I hear is still kind of curious and baffling, like the uh, what they're doing with the new domination slots,
1: right, the gems,
2: yeah, the gem slots. And how, because of that design, you they're basically forcing you to recreate your, your legendaries. Oh, so, all, all of those legendaries you currently have are garbage now because of, of course. The, the domination slots will take those spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you made the mistake, because we didn't know it was a mistake at the time, if you made the mistake of putting your legendary on a helm or a shoulder or a chest, mm-hmm. throw those away because they are mm-hmm. now useless. Um, and it's fine if you're someone that played every week and and we're okay grinding Torghast over and over right. and over again. You probably have tons of of the ash, but you know those of us that just you know created the, the pieces we needed and we're done. Right. Well, yeah, we're gonna start. We're basically starting from scratch. Oh. Um, so and you know that's just you know they and they still haven't like that's why I'm kind of waiting. It's like well, are they going to mm. give us a way around it? You know, are they going to right. let us? Convert it somehow, or refund some of the cost and use it towards the new one, or something along those lines. Like you know,
1: or upgrade you know, the, it from the old to the new. Yeah,
2: yeah, like upgrade a shoulder to a new, you know, like a like a chest, not chest, but you know, to a a, a cloak slot or something mm-hmm, like that. Right. Like change it to a ring. You know, like give us something so that our, our effort isn't wasted.
0: Right, um, totally.
2: Because that's that's the thing. Is I'm I'm still waiting to see if they've learned the lesson of stop. You know, not respecting our time. So. Right, right,
0: and it, it, you shouldn't be punished because you decided to spend your time doing something besides playing WoW, um, while the while things were in a low, a low, low. Yeah,
2: because that's just just it. Is this you were actually um, because of the way set, things were set up, you were encouraged to use your legendary slot on those major mm-hmm. items because yeah. that's where you get the most bang for your buck. Like it's those are designed to be the big stat pieces, and of course, because it's a legendary, it can go higher than everything else. Right, so right. So of course, you're going to do the big piece of gear you're not going to do mm-hmm. a ring because the ring isn't as powerful as a, as the chest of the, of the same type. So it's, right. you know, you're basically being punished for doing the optimum thing. Totally. So, yeah. So yeah uh, But you know, among that, like Torghast, still doesn't interest me the mall like, and maybe the mall will be more interesting if it doesn't try to kick us out every time we go into it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, if they fix that issue, cause they're going to have to, because the whole new zone is in there. Right. So,
1: well, they did you know, because you're fighting, yeah. the, you're fighting the eye of the jailer in the raid. So he's not watching yeah. the mall anymore
2: yeah yeah they they, they have be to because that that's that was the most annoying thing is like this this whole area the maw I can't have fun in it because I get kicked out if I do anything interesting in that zone, yeah so, right. so no, that they fix, me they fix
1: that and the same thing with Torghast. you're not gonna get chased out by the terror group because again, you're fighting it in the raid, so right
2: okay. yeah so the, the, it's you know the, they have to do that that's so, uh, so the,
0: the mechanics go with the story,
2: yeah yeah, and it's, but and again, that's like the bare minimum like I'm still waiting for that hook like. What's going to actually make me want to come back and play constantly?
0: Totally, so, yeah.
2: As soon as the, as soon as I see that, then I'll maybe be more interested in it. But you know, until then, I'm still in the wait and see mode. Yeah,
0: makes sense. What about you, Tat?
1: Um, just the story. I want to see if this is the the wrap up of the Savannah story or not. Or what they're going to do with this because um, I haven't been reading any spoilers. So I don't, you know, I've been ignoring all the wowhead data mining. So I just want to see where, where the story is going. Are we finally wrapping this up? Is a temporarily putting it on hold or is there now a whole nother, you know, mm-hmm. chapter to go? Um, the other thing that kind of ties into that interestingly is they push the Release date of the Sylvanas book back from November to February.
0: Ah, okay. Uh,
1: of next so year, from
0: third to first quarter, or from fourth yeah, to first well, quarter. Yeah, well,
1: I mean, so if you if you wildly speculate, and that's what I'm going to say, mm-hmm. this is right that Wild. The book was supposed to come out either with or during the nine dot two patch mm-hmm. timeframe. Um. You know, and getting it pushed back from fourth quarter to first quarter of next year seems, you know, interesting if it's tied to the content. And most of the novels usually do coincide with content happening right. in the game. Typically. So I don't know if this is just signifying they were having issues with the book and the content in the book, or if it's more uh if Which it's is
0: too why... to the games, they have to No, that's yeah. what
1: that's what Christy Golden, who's writing the book, has said. The the um, her thing was they want to make sure they get it right, and so they're you know they're pushing it back to to get it right. Okay. But, mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like with the delay of nine one and everything else, just to be a bit of a coincidence.
0: Very so, much so. Okay.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's it's either they're pushing it for the game or they're pushing it for the book, and you know yeah. obviously we don't know, don't really know.
1: Or like right. Kazrick says, if they're having another BlizzCon line in January. They're pushing the book back to coincide with some announcement maybe that's makes coming, sense. you know, during that. So oh, that yeah. totally makes sense. Um so yeah, I've been poking back in in WoW proper, just trying to get my feet under me to see where I'm at. Um, I do have on my Fury side, I do have a ring, so I don't really have to worry about redoing that one. But on my protection warrior side, I'm wearing the shoulders, the wall, because that was the you know that was where you wanted that legendary slot, yep. for that. So we'll we'll see. I've I've never really been uh, a min maxer. I I you know well they've got to have something in mind with what they're going to do. So we'll see what, what happens. Well, from yeah. from
2: what from what I've heard, like you have to ha- like there's a some kind of a special bonus. You have three pieces with that slot, right? So so that's why it's such a pain because yeah those there's like five total spots it could be. And you want at least three, so therefore there's a high chance that it's gonna bump off your legendary. That that's right. the only concern.
1: Yeah. Right. Yep. No it makes that sense. makes sense. So
0: all right. Um, so we have a little bit of wow classic news. Uh they moved. Uh we moved to Mancur, cordside for uh for the Burning Crusades Classic. Feel free to check out the AIE LFO channel and game, um, which of course is standard uh join AIE LFO and use the um, hashtag LFO or, or hashtag wow, um, classic in AA's Discord server to find more information.
1: And in Sotor news, it was Galactic
0: Total War uh, or Total
1: Galactic War. If I can read the copy that Seaman <laughs> <Cement> provided,
0: <laughs> wow, whoever wrote that, I don't know, honey.
1: Yeah, I know. The guild did win another planet, as we alluded to earlier. Hey! All Ooh. the guild event last week's were co-opted for this effort, and all the guildies in their individual and group daily play contributed points to help us win. Uh, this opportunity only comes around a few times a year, and winning the planet means that for a period of time, everyone who arrives on the planet will see the words CZ-198, controlled by Aliyah, I act Timor. or at least it would if they actually had a landing area on the planet that displayed that, as we found no. out. <laughs> Yeah, um, we want to see our f- name in lights. People. Well, the problem is CZ198 is just a story area as opposed to a fully mm-hmm. fleshed planet. So when you when you land on it, you're in the story instance, and so you're not seeing the planet alone. So yeah, it's disappointing, but we know we want it. So
0: we will, of course, yeah. of course.
1: All right, and in game news, we were shocked, shocked to see the gambling going on here. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> That's an old callback. Uh, the Narshadon nightlife event is just around the corner. Come to see the casino with a few credits in your pocket and unfounded hope in your heart. It only takes a little <laughs> luck to win the top prizes, unless you're Max, and then you don't win anything.
0: Or maybe a lot Ooh. of luck,
1: or infinite luck. You have from June 29th to August 10th plenty of time to procrastinate, right, Max? <laughs> also, Double XP is coming back starting on June 29th and going until July 13th.
2: And over in Final Fantasy XIV news, the AIE membership in Final Fantasy XIV has shown a steady increase in numbers and a very high member retention rate in the past few weeks, (laughs) leading up to even before FanFest. Many thanks to all the Final Fantasy XIV old-timers and new folks coming on board to enjoy the adventures and Eorzea with AIE. Uh, We are successful because of you, so a big shout-out to all of you. The uh, patch 5.55 is still the current content patch, although I think 5.7 is about the pop too um this includes the last step of the resistance weapon quest line which is the best in slot for every job with no need to jump into savage rating at all which is true it's because they they literally let you set the stats you want on that item like there's literally no way to get a better item because it's the highest item level but you pick the stats Yep. so yeah impossible to get better uh and walker the next expansion uh will be coming out on november 23rd or the 19th if you get to pre-order <clears throat> but there's a bunch of in-game events happening until then uh sometime in june which i think it's probably this tuesday if not next um they're gonna get the uh, make it rain event uh, which is the gold saucer event you can rack up all your mgp to get all those awesome cosmetics mounts minions and hairstyles yeah, and, and there's even ones you unlock in other places and then come back and buy them there too. So yeah, you need lots of MGP. <coughs> then sometime in the June-July time frame, uh, we'll get the balance patch 5.56 and then another balance patch of 5.57. I think 5.6 is maybe what I'm thinking of coming Tuesday or next Tuesday. Yeah. Um uh, 5.57 is July-August timeframe. Um uh, that will be the prep for the game update for Endwalker walker release and we get more info as that comes up <clears throat> and then a moon fire the moon fair and the rising events will be coming in august i think they're combining them again um this event is normally a celebration of the players and the rebirth of the game many years ago uh, the event usually falls at or very close to aie's own remembrance week so look forward to future events uh, announcements regarding that I'll be try to run it all together if that's not enough content for you, AI is running content on a regular basis. Of course, we have our content progression teams um, join us down in Final Fantasy XIV channel for more details on the game. Uh, remember, if you're on the fence on this game, the entirety of the base game and the first expansion Heavensward, critically acclaimed um, yes, uh, um, which lets you go up to level 60, uh, is available at no cost and no time limit. You can go in there and To your heart's content. They just limit a few things. Like, you can't chat as much, and I don't think you can join a a guild yet because it's to keep the the gold farmers from running amok. Right. Um, You can check it out on PC, Mac, Steam, or PC, PlayStation 4, and recently released native PlayStation 5 version. Uh, Regardless of your platform, all players share the same servers. There's no limitations on what content or control scheme a platform can use. Uh, which means that PC can play with controllers and consoles can play with keyboards if they wish. It, it doesn't it's just, it's perfectly set up to, to do it all the way. In fact, I know Savage Raiders that prefer using controllers because it just is more natural for them.
1: Right. Okay.
2: Um, uh we love welcoming new players to AI and Yorsia and can't wait to welcome you as well. In fact, I welcomed my wife back to the game. Um Yay. To, because she couldn't, you know, resist all the noise going on. Saying, you know, maybe I should give this a try again because everyone's she, talking about.
0: She she had mentioned that the other day that she was you know <laughs> I don't really have time for another game, but
2: yeah. So every now and then we try to sneak like half an hour or an hour and let her go through it all and basically because right here it's not easy to see, but I do have another spot here at the table with another um, computer mm-hmm. and whatnot set up so that we can basically sit together and, and play and point at stuff and it's kind of right. fun because you know yeah. I'll, I'll run around on my 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 max level character and then. And go through the all the old content because you know we're not in a hurry, right? And, right. Uh, there's lots of good lots of good story content there.
0: Awesome. And uh, Kazak would like to remind everybody um, that one thing you cannot do though um, on a free account is join the free company.
2: Yeah, can't join the guild at all yet.
0: Yep. Um, All right. And in ESO news, standard activities are including clearing the zones of sky shards and world bosses, clearing public dungeons, and the best of all being led off cliffs by Dunkinia. yeah she's like that mm-hmm. um mfn activities happen each week and involve either zone clears daily dungeon runs and or public uh dungeon clears next week they'll be making their way through two public dungeons in the new blackwood zone and... hopefully that was not last week's notes
2: Anyways, it was eh. they have been but i'm pretty sure they're gonna continue. yeah, yeah. exactly
1: And in STO news, the end of the Klingon Civil War comes in the House United season. Only Quanos endures, invent, earn a four-piece ground set by playing new missions, new TFOs, or new patrols all centered around the new season. New bridge for KDF captains based on in-game mission. And Fleet Action Report is looking for people to help with a PvP episode in two weeks, and I did update that. If you're interested in helping, find contact information at FleetActionReport.com.
2: Alright, so for Guild Wars um, 2 news, you want to make sure you're still logging in if you want to get all the old Living World stuff for free. Um, season 2, Episode 5, and 6 are free now. Um, 7 and 8 might be uh, available now or this Tuesday. It's it's Log in and see what's available. Grab it if you can. Um, if you have been keeping up on the bonus achievements, uh, next week should be the first big reward, uh, the Ascended Weapon of Choice. Uh, of course, you can go and take your time with these bonuses. And the, the achievements—if you do them all, you can get a legendary amulet. Uh, let's see—we have July's dungeons. More will be pushed back to the week of July 16th. So, that adjustment on your calendars.
0: Awesome. And lotro news update: 30 Blood of Azog has arrived, along with your of you assigned you yourself. I'm sorry.
1: You assigned yourself
0: um, as a new. You... Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, I, I can't, I don't, I've never read this, Silmarillion really i I can't read this stuff. Uh, the new fall of, uh... Doom. thank you. Raid is available, along with a handful of bouncing tweaks to characters. Uh, the War of the Rohirrim will be an anime-style telling of um, Helm, of Helm's Deep's Hammerland. Uh, there's an iconic, uh... Oh, thank you. I mean, the Celtic people. I should be able to rep- pronounce these things. Um, history that will be covered. Um, that is going to be on the OneRing.net, and you'll more information there. All right, guys, that's the news. That's all the news that's set to print. Um, let's chat. What have you guys been doing? Mew. I am going to start with you.
1: Yeah, he he has the big news. So he has yeah. big news.
2: Well, I mean, you know, big in my own personal space. So. I have successfully finished Savage rating for uh, Shadow Ringers for Final Fantasy XIV. Awesome! 14.
1: awesome. That, is, that is an achievement.
2: Yes, it was quite the challenge. Um, I, I even ended up switching classes halfway through it just to get a little bit more out of it, and, and it actually wor- ended up working out for us. But yeah, as of uh, last week, we managed to get um, Eden 12S down, low... F- uh, the, we were working on the gate boss for a while, and I want to say like two weeks ago, we finally pushed through and started to experience the end boss. And I won't say names that everyone refers to it as gate boss and end boss because yep. because reasons you don't want to know the names. Nope.
1: Right, right. But, uh,
2: okay. but yeah, it's it, I mean, it's it was it's intriguing. Once you get that first bo- uh, gate boss figured out and can consistently clear it because it's it's one of those challenging things where you have a block of time. I want to say 120 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's for both bosses. Right. And so if you defer, defeat the first boss, then you have the rest of the time to work on the second boss. Right. But once you leave and come back, you have to start over at the gate boss. Okay. So that's the thing is you have to get to the point where you can consistently get the gate boss down, and then you'll have the rest of the time. So we finally got to a point where we were starting to one or two shot the gate boss and then we would have the rest of that lockout to then work on the end boss, and it really helped a lot. And we started learning all the mechanics, and it's it's a very uh, it's I've said it before it's it's a dance. Like it's mm. you have to be paying attention. There's not really like there's sort of kind of a DBM for Final Fantasy fourteen, but the thing is is even that is like figure this thing out happening now. <laughs> it's like something is about to happen, and you have to figure that out. So you're you're right. looking at. You're looking at the boss for tells, you're looking for the area around for tells, you're looking at the colors of things, and it's just, it's fascinating, like, sometimes it'll put a marker on you, and you have to do a thing, and so it's, it's always going to be a different fight every time, but it's the same fight every time, but it's always going to be different, like, it's just one of those fun things, and it's, it's such a satisfying thing when you've gotten stuff down, and then... You you it's it's you almost like surprise yourself that you get this muscle memory of you know being able to very smoothly take care of a thing as it comes, and you know that's it's it's I mean like I said it's, it's very satisfying it's like it's not like oh finally we're done with that boss Ugh. no it's like oh I have, I have conquered that boss I feel like a better player for it like right right so it know?
0: it yeah it's not the relief it's the oh my gosh it's a huge accomplishment
2: yes yes yep and so. <laughs> Now, now we're 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 finally we're kind of taking a break and just enjoying doing some other stuff for for a bit. But you know we have to to think about you know do we want to try the ultimate fights and the uh, the way that I guess I can describe it to WoW players um, is um, I guess Ice Crown Citadel is probably the like the easiest thing. So imagine you start fighting um, um, LT,
1: yep,
2: and as you're fighting LT, then uh, Lady Deathwister pops up. And starts coming at you too. So that your second tag has to go over and take care of her while doing the mechanics for LT. You finally get LT down and then um, uh, Sindragosa comes in and starts doing stuff. And you have to take care of her stuff. And then you finally get them all down and Lich King comes out during that same fight. (laughs) And and as he's doing the fight with you, he starts incorporating the mechanics from the other three fights. So you have to pay attention to all that going on. There's no, you know, pause everything and turn to ice. And then, you know, it's like, so no, you have to fully take him down yourself like that. Wow. And and that's all that mythic difficulty. That is basically what a Final Fantasy Ultimate fight is. It's that
0: just, sounds intense.
2: Yes. And it's that it's the same dance. Like you, you have to figure out each mechanic. You have to take each mechanic on, figure that out learn it muscle memory and then bring in the next thing. And then you're automatically doing that, those mechanics as these new mechanics are coming at you. Like, it's just such an interesting and like, it's, it's visually interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, no, dance. it sounds fascinating, but that's a lot.
2: It is a lot. And that's why we're like, you know, do we want to do that, is, is that going to be too much work? Yeah.
0: How crazy is your team? You know?
2: Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Um But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, you know, now, now we can go back and do, I mean, there's so much content to do, so many other raid fights to do, so many other trials to do that, you know, we just have so much that we can go back and, and take care of. Or we can take that time and play some other games that we've been yeah. you know putting on the back burner for time. So um, what I have been doing is uh, playing this game called Cyberpunk mm-hmm. and really enjoying it. And it's not the buggy mess I was promised.
1: Oh, that's but, great! No, because they you know, cleaned it up a lot.
2: Yes, they did some major cleanup. So, like the worst I've seen is you know some items I can't pick up, and every now and then a person sliding a little bit before they finally start walking. That's yeah. the worst I've seen.
0: That's great.
2: So, um, it's a uh, it's a fascinating game. The story is definitely compelling. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: You know, I do like the gameplay. Uh, it reminds me a lot of like your 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 uh, Far Cry uh, Five stuff, like the same kind of like you can pick, choose if you want to be the stealthy person, or if you want to hack things from afar, or if you just want to run in and shoot everything down, like, it has all those types, or you can do all three. You know, you can run in and stealthily take someone down as you throw a grenade and then hack that guy over there. Like, you can do all that at once and it's, you know, it's very satisfying and, you know, the side quests are very interesting. Lots of geeky science fiction um call outs uh, there was a part where they very firmly pulled in portal reference there was a glados <laughs> that was that was very very cool to hear you know it's um I, i've been enjoying i've been waiting for that for a while i've kind of backburnered it for a while because i was first i was wow rating and then i started to find a fantasy rating and now that that's all um you know on the back burner or not back burner but now that it's all done yeah. You know, like I'm starting to get into some of the stuff I put on the back burner itself. So
0: and the good thing is with that, you know, it kind of gave you that that period to work through all those bugs and for mm-hmm. it to be a better product when you start playing it. Exactly. Yes,
2: Yeah. Because it's been a it's been a smooth uh, experience. And it's been, you know, I probably would have been frustrated if all the weird stuff cool. that was happening in the beginning yeah. was happening. Um and then of course, um I have been off and on playing a little bit of the Mass Effect legendary stuff. Because that's just one of those games where I can always go back to it. Even you know, even before the Legendary Edition came out, it's one of those you can, you can just go back and just you know yep. slide into it and play with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, the Legendary Edition, of course, makes that easier to do. Certainly. So. But uh, you know, other than that, uh, getting a roof on my house and hey. uh, um, you know, usual to stay life out stuff. Of the heat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm glad that we got the roof done while we can because
0: I can't. I would not
2: want to yeah. see those poor roofers suffering out there right now. No. Super yeah, hot.
0: that would not be cool. No. All right. All right. What are you up to?
1: Uh, a lot of Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Speaking yes. of which, uh, <laughs> I have I have played one and two through as Paragon, and then I restarted and did one because it's, I forgot how short, and and short is relatively term term, but mm-hmm. how short is one is if you know it and know yeah. what know what you're going for, um compared to two. Like two is twice mm-hmm. as long as one is, uh yeah. game gameplay wise, if you do everything. Mm-hmm. Um so uh I made it through Mass Effect 2, no spoilers, but I did um everybody lived. So Ooh. yeah. That's the that's the goal on the on the you know on the paragon playthrough. Um, we'll see what happens when I get through on the renegade one. I'm having way <laughs> too much fun on the on the renegade one. Um, mm-hmm. At least coming through one. We'll we'll see where that goes. Um, but like you said, because they went in and remastered or redid a lot of the graphics on one as well as the combat. Um, it just feels so much better. It feels like a modern game. It feels like yeah, mm-hmm. Mass Effect 1 could be a, a modern game. Um, and if we get to our discussion topic, um, that's honestly what spurred the discussion topic of the changes from Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 2. Um, you know, why did they make certain changes and were they necessarily for the for the better? And what mm-hmm. do you do when a game does that? Um But I've also been back in WoW a little bit, uh, just kind of getting things cleaned up, uh, kind of figuring out where Tet was, uh, because I'd left him, basically I'd done level three of all the Covenant systems and then I ran out of attention um, because it still took so much anime even after getting the bonus that you get for doing level three. Mm-hmm. So I um just said, okay, well I'm just gonna get everything caught up and so I did the you know the get the twenty souls to get the five hundred anima, kill the world boss for another two hundred and fifty anima, and then go do my callings and basically got caught up and and kept on top of it and ended up with like like thirty five hundred anima because I'd started basically at zero and um went, wow, this is slow. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I'm not fully back in, but I'm just kind of getting the characters up. And then the other thing I'm doing is LFR for the new season 9 to 1, the minimum item level to join is 195. Well, a lot Mm. of my alts are sitting at like 189 to 192 uh, because I never upgraded their covenant armor all the way because I was getting better pieces than what I had. So I had like a 184 item level piece, and I got a 190 drop, I just used the 190 drop and bothered to upgrade that. Now I've got to go back and use some of the anima that I'm getting to uh, to get those up. I've got one character, I've got my priest up, she's at 196 or 197 now from, I think she was at 192, so I got her over the hump, um, and then I've got to go get my other warrior and my, my shaman in, but just kind of not living in WoW, but just kind of playing it casually. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll get a cut. You know, if like the callings is go do four quests in Ardenwald. I'll do a couple and then go do something else, not in WoW, and then come back and do it later so that I'm right, not, right. Li- you know, I think that was part of the problem was you were almost expected with your time commitment to live in the game, to get everything done. Um And like you said, there's other games. I playing a lot yep. of Mass Effect. I help with Sotor. We did the Galactic War. I got to do that. Um, I'm current on Final Fantasy 14, except for I've got to work on my artifact weapon for my bard. Um, and then I also want to work on it for my black mage. But um, And then I want to level my dancer to 80 because that's also a very fun class to play. And I've got the gear... To match so I can use that mm-hmm. um to go into all the, the new stuff.
2: So yeah, I'm in the I'm in the same boat. I've and I'm learning like after raiding as a bard and then playing dance, I'm like, wow, this is so easy. Just, I, mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Huh? Yeah.
2: yeah. Ah. Ooh, ooh, this button, that button. Wow, this is easy. I can like do other things while I'm playing this full class. Exactly. That's great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and dance are such a fun, fun ranged melee class, however you want to mm-hmm. define it. It's it's really fun. Um, so doing that, and then just doing a lot of real life projects, uh, around the house and, and <laughs> running people to medical appointments and that sort of stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what have you been up to McCullough? Cause you've got a couple of games that are on hiatus.
0: I am. And I'm very, okay. Um, so yeah, our Call of Cthulhu and our Star Wars, our Star Wars, our Star Wars game are currently on oh wait, hiatus. Um, until about the time that we podcast next. So I might actually have something on there. Um, hopefully, in theory, we'll have at least played one Star Wars session. Um, but for part of that time, because I can now do this, I am some taking some writing time, very low, meticulously research writing time. Um because i found out that i enjoy writing character histories after i've played the character for a while so i am now going into the history of my former tie pilot um and kind of all right what's the what's the mentality of being raised imperial in a family that's you know was imperial at the start of um The new order, so kind of like, what is that mentality like? How how are you raised? What's the kind of how what are you taught? Um, So I've kind of been working on that, doing a lot of research um, in that post Clone Wars, um, pre Battle of Yavin period. Uh, So having fun with that. um, The writing's a little slow because I'm not as fast as hyper as I'd like to be, uh, but I'm enjoying it. Also because of that, though I. I'm consuming a lot of Star Wars content right now. (laughs) I burned through my second watch of Rebels, my second full watch, in like three weeks. Because I started that the day before I broke my wrist. Um, And then I'm on Clone Wars now. And um, one of my friends actually made me a curated list of Clone Wars episodes. That kind of skip a lot of the filler.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah, if you want it, I'd happy to share it with you because I know you guys have been intending to go through it as well yeah. um which has been great um so when i am on the exercise bike i usually watch like an episode or so of clone wars um so really enjoying that um just just because that would have been right before she was born um bad batch actually it's exactly when she was born um so and of course we're enjoying that immensely um so that's kind of like been a lot of my gaming stuff um Rose game's been on hiatus just because real life keeps getting in our way. Um, our Thursday game, we're we're still in hell. Um, we actually had an amazing moment a few weeks ago. We had to skip this week, uh, but a few weeks ago, we were fighting this devil and a bunch of us were up close to it. But every time you hit it, it hit. It had an attack. You basically was able um, special action where it hit one of the other players. One of the one of the PCs.
1: You hit me, I hit you. You hit me, I hit oh, you. Oh
0: no, I hit somebody, I, I might yeah. hit you, I might hit your friend. I'm a rogue. I have every way to evade those hits. Um so it kept be hitting our priest.
2: Um priest aren't so dodgeable.
0: No, um, I'm also an arcane trickster, um, and with a um mage background, so a magical adept background. So I took protected from evil as my starter spell, which I usually don't get with an arcane trickster, but because I was able to pick any spell I wanted to with this background, mm-hmm. and when I set her up, we knew where we were going eventually. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some metagaming. She's gonna have this ability that she can use once a day, you know for one battle a day where you have disadvantage on her. Um, She's real hard to hit. Um, so I was fine. Uh, but it, it kept hitting our, our our priest. And he was not doing great. And he was pretty low on hit points. And that last hit that would have just taken him out, well, he missed. So it was a terribly, beautifully epic moment. Um, I was so excited about it, I clapped. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not just the best plans. Yeah. Well, just
0: yeah, just you... once. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. Like, okay, shocking pain. Let's not clap with a broken wrist. No. Um. So that was that was kind of my, my fun game moments though in the last few weeks. Um. Other than that, writing. Um. I'm kind of back on my bullshit because we're able to entertain slightly. Um. So we've had some friends over. Um saint and rabbit came over last night um of aie and um it was later in the after- evening so we weren't gonna do dinner but i did do um dessert i did a it's called an egg willow cake from our friends podcast as uh, so i did a honey lemon poppy seed um tea cake and then i did cam's favorite milk of java cake yep.
1: which is awesome both were awesome yep,
0: yep. so actually doing some socializing that attend most of our socializing is definitely still done over the computer Um, and I'm in the middle of planning a Disney trip oh. yeah because a few months ago I had said to my group are like really close female friend you know girl our, our, our girlfriend squad I'm like hey I'm kind of obsessed with the idea of all of us going on a trip together and of course there's nine of us everyone's like yeah that sounds great ooh let's do this and we picked the date and all that and uh, my friend Mel sidebarred me. And she goes, you know that this is not going to happen, right? You know that life's going to happen. Everyone's going to have to drop out. We're still going, right?
1: <laughs>
0: I'm like, a, yes, we're still going. Um, So her, um, Cam and I's best friend Kiki and I, and I started making plans. You know, we've got the hotel room. I just bought the tickets Wednesday. um, And then last Saturday, we were at our hairdresser's, who is also um, Mel's one of Mel's best friends, and he's like, and he said, we're talking because he's going in August. He's like, you do know I'm planning, I'm thinking about going on that trip with you, right? Exactly when is it? So we told him, um, and he got his tickets Wednesday morning. We got our tickets Wednesday afternoon. So yeah, we're in the middle of planning a Disney trip, uh, which is part of my part of my uh, entertaining was. um we got together, planned out, started planning out Disney bounds, started figuring out what what parks we're gonna do, what day. So, pretty excited about that. And then uh, we're then doing a family trip, COVID per- permitting. Of course, everything is code permitting right now. Yeah. Um, and then we're planning a family trip to make up for the kiddo for her 18th birthday and for graduation in January.
1: So yeah, thanks, COVID.
0: Yeah, that was um yeah, poor kid, not graduating and turning eighteen in nineteen or in nineteen ninety nine. Wow, in twenty twenty, not the best time for her. Nope. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, but Cam, you had an interesting topic that you wanted to kind of throw out there. So
1: yeah. So going back to the Mass Effect one to Mass Effect two discussion. So when when you go from Mass Effect one to two. They made some fundamental system changes, and they changed from basically um, weapons had a heat rating, and the more you used it, the more the weapon would heat up and eventually would overheat, and the better weapons had a bigger radiator so they could radiate the heat better, you could use them more. Simple, it kept you in the combat. You knew, okay, if I'm using it too much, I just got to slow down a little bit, like back your cadence off instead of firing every second fire every other second and it was it was an interesting management thing where you didn't have to worry about oh i've got to run around the battlefield and pick up weapon clips to refill the weapon which is what you have to do in mass effect 2 um the other thing they did was you went from when you visited a planet you would just tell your ship, hey, scan the planet because you've got a ship full of people. That's their job is to do stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and it would go, oh, hey, there's an anomaly. You can land here or, um, you know, OK, we scan the planet and we found this resource and it marked it off on the achievement. Um, well, they decided that in Mass Effect 2, as part of the plot, that you were going to need to get ship upgrades as well as weapon upgrades. So, of course, I think the thinking went well, those need to cost something besides just the discovery part of it. So it needs to have a currency. So where do we get a currency from? Well, normally you would get the, the previous currency you would get from doing missions on the planet in the makeup. Mm-hmm. Well, they reduce significantly the number of, ma- of missions on the planet. Um, and so they're like, well, we can't do it that way. So we'll have you do it at the planet level. But you're going to have to actively scan the planet and made it its own mini game um, where you had to like move the cursor around the planet until the graph went to a certain height. And then you could, oh, I found this, you know, one of four elements collect it. Um And it's just kind of like I'm spending time in my head again, going back to the whole, you know, are you are you taking are you are you being good with the time I'm putting into the game Um it's it's an interesting mini-game, like the first or second time you do it, but when you spend the majority of what should be playing time, essentially doing an you know, this this collecting and scanning to get this resource to make your weapons and other things better, you know, and you're not doing anything else to advance the story, you're kinda like, Is this fun? Is this you know, I know why they did it mechanically, but story wise it wasn't, it didn't feel the better. So that got me yeah. thinking of other games and other systems that changed when they went from the either the original launch to a sequel or the original launch to expansions. And was that changed for the better? And, you know, so things came up like, um, we do Mass Effect one and two, Sotor went from, basically the eight class stories, uh four on the, you know, four on each side, um, to, in the one to fifty leveling, which was amazing because they were in depth. They you really felt like I'm playing this agent or I'm playing this mercenary or I'm playing this um you know Sith Lord because the story was all crafted around you and that while keeping the main arc of the, the game going. Kind of like what WoW did with with Legion um, and their class stories, and then they just said, "Well, we're going to do Rise of the Hut Cartel and Revan, and everyone gets the same story." And you're like, "I'm no longer unique, you know? It's I, I, right, my, right. Now I'm just I'm playing this class because mechanically it is what I want to play, right? Thematically, you know, and there's not a whole lot of development of the class past that. Um, I think we also discussed a little bit like 4th Ed to 5th Ed. 4th right. ed, ed D&D played like a video game, not D&D. 5th Ed plays more like D&D and is one of the better versions of it. So Right,
0: right. But the thing like 4th Ed, which is really interesting, is you and I came back into gaming with 4th Ed. Yeah. Um, we had some... We are home or our our, you know old campaign we brought in some of the third ed stuff very lightly so we had a lot of the resources but we didn't we never played under third ed we never played under 3.5 and from what i know of 3.5 players i'm very happy because i'm so tired of hearing the word "well." back in 3.5 um (laughs) sorry that's a whole other tangent i apologize maccala soapbox um but fourth ed was very much um using a lot of mechanics that you find in video games. Yep. Um you had your cooldowns, you had things that you could do once around, you had things that you could do once a battle, you got things that you could do once a day. Um you but you always had something and... you could do. Um which was great coming from if you're a video game player, that was great. If you However, and I know some people that came into it from video games and they loved it. Yeah. But I know most old school players did not. Yeah. Um, I know you really enjoyed the healing mechanic because you didn't have to have a spell slot.
1: Well, not not only didn't I have to have a spell slot, but it actually made me feel like I'm a healer. That's my, you know, that's my job is just to manage and keep everyone alive with the various mechan- like i had spells i had reactions i had interrupts i had you know i had a toolkit of healing to keep the party alive which i've never quite felt um
0: as somebody who know, often plays a healer you really don't yeah and in most in most versions right and
1: it was the same thing you know to use the the wow going back to the wow thing when they changed the holy paladin at the end of wrath of the lich king from what that was to what they did in Cataclysm with Holy Power and other stuff, it destroyed the class for me. Like, I can't heal on that class anymore. Right, right. Um, Mew, didn't they do some similar changes, like from Fallout 3 to Fallout 4 to Fallout 76? Like with the pip pip cards?
2: Yeah, they've definitely redone a lot of the, the talent system and it's they, I want to say they simplified it quite extensively, um, partly just because, you know, with 76, well, you're not just alone anymore. You're now having all these other characters that you're playing with. Yep. So, you know, with, with 3 and 4 and, and New Vegas, like, you can make these stupidly overpowered characters that, you know, fit a certain play style. And you can still do that in 76 to an extent, but... You know they have to be careful to not let that happen so that you know you have a, a you know levels 200 one-shotting newbies as they're coming out you know, that right. would be a horrible experience so but you know at the same time they they uh they want to make it still compelling and worth you know grinding levels to get get perk cards and whatnot but yeah they um i want to say 76 is the, is the biggest departure from everything because of that and the way they did that and they've Yet again, um, they added some quality of life stuff to it more recently where you can now do loadouts at finally. Right. Um, it was I something see. that you could do with mods for a long time. But, uh, you know, and, and it's interesting how they did that system, too, because it's not just a, well, I want to run my shotgun build. I want to do my melee build. No, mm-hmm. you have to go to a specific uh, stand. Right. And click and swap that. it like, out. Yeah. Yes. You can't just on the fly do it because that the mods let you do that. And that was a little overpowered because you can essentially just say, Oh, there's someone in my face. Let me switch to my melee build real quick. Yeah. Like, you know, that's they want you to have a little bit more forethought and you know, and, it, and that also makes it more compelling. You know, you you have to think a little more. It's not just, you know, um, you know, overpower button here, overpower button here, overpower button here. Like that's that's not quite as satisfying, I suppose. Um Right, right. But uh yeah, just like, you know, how uh they kind of changed how power armor works even to where in Fallout three, well, you didn't really get the same kind of setup for power armor. It was more, more like clothing, I guess. Yeah. Whereas when you got to four and 76, it's something you actually got into. Yep. And and actually
1: it
2: was more like like a vehicle. Yeah. And then in 76, they try to, they try to equalize the two ideas so that, um, you don't have to jump into power armor to to, to play the game. So they, they they gave it to where your regular armor was able to almost go toe to toe with power armor, um, and, and in some builds even surpass it. It's just because they were you know more nimble or or whatever you want yeah. you want to do. But uh, but yeah, it, it's part of it too. Is if you know they they can't keep the same systems all the time because if you do well you know the new expansion well it's if it's the same exact systems. Yeah, sure. That might be comfy, but that's also boring. Yeah,
1: yeah. but it it was the case of I I think for me it wasn't the case that they changed the system. It was that what they changed it to for my play style, you know. And again, a lot of this is a, a lot of this we're discussing is personal opinion. Just yeah, didn't wasn't as fun as the old system, like you know, give me back, give me the, the variety of weapons and loadouts and stuff in Mass Effect two, but take away the ammo requirement and just put it back to mm-hmm. radiated heat. To me it's still an interesting system. Um, you know, I again I'm not gonna get into the whole solving the, the planet resources. Um I like the 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 upgrades were interesting. Um I don't know that I necessarily liked it better than, you know, here's the here's the assault weapon version 6, here's the assault version weapon 7, here's the, you know, that that level that was in 1, that was maybe a little too simplistic. But at least you knew, yeah. oh, if I like this style of weapon, I just have to look for the higher number version of this, and that'll be an upgrade. Right, um, right. But I think McCullough. We even we were discussing this last night with Rabbit and Saint. Mm-hmm. Um, you got into Baldur's Gate three because you thought it was going to be an interesting,
0: right? D- right. D&D you thing. Know, go ahead. Yeah, something to play on the, nights the game get the game game get games get canceled. Um, because it very it is D and D. Um, and I liked the character creation. I liked the way the um, the class that I was playing played. I was um. I was playing a warlock. I mm-hmm. uh, had to think for a second there. Sorcerer. Anyway, I was playing one of my spell classes. Um, I liked the way it played. I liked the way that it worked for the lore that I knew. Um, I liked the optimization. I liked that you could pick a love interest. Um, you build your own love interest. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's very open. Uh, but what I did not love um, were the controls. Yep. I, I had such a hard time with that. That I stopped playing, Um, which upset me because you know we had bought the game. Um, I will go back to it. I hear that it's definitely better. Um, So maybe once I'm to the point where I can uh, play a video game again, uh, maybe part of my my physical therapy, um, I'll play. Uh, But to me, that was very. I didn't. Doesn't matter how much I like those other things, the system drove made it so that i didn't want to play yeah and I'm, i mean let's face it. i know that i'm not a great i'm a great video game player that's fine that's who i am as a human being um but normally i struggle through i just figure out how to do it and this i didn't even i couldn't do it yeah the
1: the problem was with the camera movement versus the character movement versus oh i'm dead because something i can't see is shooting me and it's not telling me really well where it is or i can't you know I can't line of sight it because of the way the controls are and stuff. So yeah, it was very fr- frustrating for even, you know, people that are used to that style of game. So I've yeah. heard it got better. We'll we'll have to see. So cool. Um, Mew, did you could you think of any where you had an expansion or a sequel to a game where they changed stuff and you were just kinda like was that really necessary to go that direction with it?
2: Hmm. Um, I, I mean, you know, the, the easiest one that comes to mind is going into Shadowlands and uh, changing the, uh, the, the player power gathering to be going from plentiful to, yeah. we're going to starve you of it.
0: Right. To, make,
2: it, to, to give you the sense of, you know, the sense of impending doom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah,
2: like yeah, like they they were a little heavy handed on that. Like I understand that you you want to start to feel like you're, you know, you, yeah, you're weak. Like they're starving mm-hmm. for anima, I understand that, but you know, don't beat me over the head with it. Yeah, <laughs> make me feel miserable and doing it like like that. It was too much of a struggle. And then I, I don't know if maybe they needed to tweak the, the curve or what, but it just it never felt like it got enough. Like they tr- they they certainly increased how much more you needed, but they didn't seem to. You know, likewise, increase the flow. Like, you know, there there should have been a point where it was. You know, we figured out why it was so sp- sparse. Okay, yeah. fix it.
1: Like, yeah, it shouldn't exactly. be sparse anymore.
2: So, you know, that th- that was the biggest. That'd be that 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 was enough. I mean, that and other things, but that was enough to just make me kind of st- sit back and say, okay, they're not respecting my time. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna you know sit back and watch for a bit. Um,
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, that's yeah. It's, it's it's frustrating, and you just kind of go. Like, I get that d- that it sounds good in the design room, but then when you sit down and play it, you're like, "Oh, this doesn't feel good." But you're really committed to it, and you're like, "Well, how do we how do we sand the rough edges off this?" And I think with COVID, it just you know they couldn't sand fast enough to to do that. So. Um, yeah, it's 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 rough, um, but um, so we leave on a, on a positive note. I think, like going back to what McCullough said, the change from fourth to fifth. I think the fact that they've really solidified fifth. And then oh my ex- expanded on it and said, okay, this is the uh, kind of like the base system where they're not doing the TSR of old of here's one, here's Unearthed Arcana, here's two, here's 2.5, here's three, here's 3.5, oh, here's four, right, right, here's five. It, they've actually stuck with five and said, okay, we're going to build a digital presence around it with D&D Beyond. <sighs> we're going to... You know, now you have whole, you know, like Critical Role, you have whole streams dedicated to, is it Thursday yet, you know?
0: Right, right. Okay, so here's the cool thing um, that makes me so happy as somebody who has been rolling dice since I was 16 years old. And we don't need to discuss how long that is, but it really is two-thirds of my life. Um, Almost, yeah. it's Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been rolling dice for a very long time. Um, The game is bigger than it's ever been. Um, the tools are better than they've ever been. And that was one thing that we actually liked about 4 was there was there was the start, you start to see the start of those tools. Mm-hmm. Of the you know, the character building tools and the dungeon building tools and all of that. And that was amazing. Um, So that's cool. But yeah, the game is, 5th Ed has sold more than any other game, any other version combined. Yep. And to me, that is so exciting because as somebody that, Basic got picked on a lot for being a gamer. Um, as a kid, it's really exciting to see it in pop culture. To yep. go into sometimes to see a Dungeons and Dragons T-shirt at Target, um, because <laughs> of popularity of Stranger Things, where the game is um portrayed in things like Critical Role. Be going into hot topics and seeing merchandise. To me, that is like the coolest thing. And I think it's a lot of what what they have done to make this a big game and to give make it accessible. Because that's one thing that I love about 5th Ed is it fixed the issues that made it inaccessible yeah. to a lot of beginners. Yeah.
2: Made it easier for outsiders to even watch and understand what's going on because it's exactly, not exactly not techno jargon and, and right. trying right. to figure things out, but just straightforward,
0: which is why, like, I get on my soapbox about 3.5, um, and also even you know, fourth ed, um, the mechanics were kind of weird. It was, it was so, yeah, I, I'm loving that, I love yeah. the accessibility to it. Yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah, and and to kind of poke back at another thing in, in a more positive light, there's been a couple of games recently that, where to to get away from the mass effect problem of you know here's here's rifle one, rifle two, rifle three. Now they they're making it to where now if you find a gun you like, you can upgrade that gun. Yeah, yeah. and um, I know that uh, cyberpunk does that, and which has been a lot of fun. Like you know, I like the way this gun works. Well, now I can upgrade it. Now I can. Even increase the, the, the rarity of it so that it's now a, a rare gun or an epic gun yeah. or whatever. I can, you know, add mods to it. Like, I can do... Like, it's not just, oh, that's garbage, throw it away now. Like, you can actually, you know, find find something, find a weapon and, and upgrade it. Find a piece of armor, upgrade it. Like, you like the way this looks. Okay, well, let's just keep it, you know? It's... Uh, that way you don't have to have a transmog system of, okay... If I don't transmog, I'm going to look like a circus clown with all these crazy mm-hmm. unmismatching things. Yeah. It's like no, you can find the thing you like and add stuff to it, like the, you know, uh a uh, Swotor does this where you can get a, you know, an armor set shell. and then yeah. Put, yeah, you get a shell and then put stuff into it and you're upgrading the pieces to it. So you're still getting those upgrades that make you feel good about looting all that stuff, right. but you still look the way you want to look. Yeah. And you you can continuously improve that thing. And I've, I've liked that change in systems where, you know, the, the, the wow way of, okay, well, you know, all that stuff you just spent all that time raiding to get, new expansion, well, all these greens, we're going to replace it now. Yeah. Like, that um, doesn't feel good.
1: Outriders did that really well. Like, if you got a game, yes. if you got a weapon that you really liked, then you could spend the resources you're gathering to, again, like you said, upgrade the rarity or improve the damage yeah. or switch the effect of the of the ammunition or switch the effect of the weapon so that it, it fits your play style and again it's you know it's easier to do that in a single player than it is in an mmo um so you have to you know that's that's part of the balance that the single player games have that luxury where the mmos really don't but yeah outrider did that really well
2: yeah that was the other one I was trying to think of is, is cyberpunk and outriders yeah they I like their systems for doing armor and weapons
1: yeah
0: <laughs> all right so anything else we want to touch on I think I'm good
1: all yeah, right. I think we're good we've talked
0: enough. All right, cause i i i've got I've gotten the um when are we wrapping up because I need to bug me about something so yes okay. we are done um all right. <laughs> <laughs> the spies from inside the podcast. Mm. Um, all right, guys, that is our show for tonight. Uh, chat room, if you want to throw some titles at us, we would love that. Um, I want to thank you guys for joining um, joining me tonight. Um, I know it's Father's Day. <laughs> I appreciate you guys taking time out of the day to to chat about games and all that great stuff. And want to thank the chat room for joining us. Chat room, you are the absolute best. You are. East. You're our fourth chair. You are. <laughs> all right. Sometimes if- our... Fixed here, depending on the show. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> if
1: you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us, podcast at aie-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at The Mew Cow. McCullough is at Cyberwave, And I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, aie-guild.org slash podcast live stream, and our Discord server at aie-guild.info Discord. For past episodes, you can see them on our YouTube channel, uh, which is The AIE Podcast. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, andrewallenmusic.com.
2: And this is normally where we would put our segments, but we haven't gotten any this week. Nope. But if you have something for us, please send it in. It, it's around 90 seconds or what was it? Two minutes is the upper yep. limit. Mm-hmm. Um, send it on in. If it's uh, related to what we're doing, we were happy to, to put it in there and get it out there to our audience.
0: Absolutely. Um, and that can also include if you have, you know, pod if your own podcast you wanted to send a tease a tease about. We we're exactly. happy with that.
2: Yep. yep All right.
0: It. Um, next time in three weeks, by the way, we're gonna be talking to Seema and Max about AIE and Sotor. So until then, AIE, this is Makala.
1: This is Tetsemi. This
2: is Muka.
0: And this has been the AIE podcast.